three, two, one. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Uh, the finals are back, baby. Right, Daniel? Is that, yes. how, is that how we're saying it? <laughs> yeah, that's how we're starting it. Okay, okay. Good, 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 good. So we have Daniel and we have a uh, new Senators fan. He's sick of his old team because they don't know how to win. Wait, which is his old Mike. team though? The Rangers or Toronto? I don't know. Neither, okay. Both of them. Okay. He's sick of his old teams that can't win. Right, Mike? Oui, bonjour tout le monde. Oh. Je m'appelle Mike. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were a sense. I thought you were a sense fan. Not a yeah, you do realize Ottawa's across the street from Gatineau, right? Oh, I do realize. And I'm, 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 I'm not, I'm not a sense fan. I'm, I'm also wearing a Rangers hoodie. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're back. You're back to the, the good side. New York Rangers, not Texas Rangers. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. No, I guess we should have made that clear. Yeah. If you're yeah. listening to this podcast, I guess I thought that would have been. It's actually the Kitchener know. Rangers. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's yeah. a good one. I yeah. forgot about them. Um, yeah. The Stanley Cup final is present at the final. The what? At, at the, are- the Stanley Cup. Not the yeah. Stanley Cup finals. I can't speak I wouldn't, right now. I wouldn't know what the Stanley Cup is. I'm a Leafs fan. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean? It's at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's the only time you're ever going to see this. <laughs> that's why. I, I feel like if they move the Hockey Hall of Fame to, like, Ottawa, because we know just Ottawa's not going to win. So if we just move it to Ottawa, maybe the Leafs will have a better chance of winning. The Predators yeah. not there. It's, like, not down the street for them. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah, literally happen. down the street for them. Like, literally. Yeah, I, I think that's what we need to do. So if whoever uh, – if the NHL is listening – you should most definitely move the Hockey Hall of Fame to Ottawa because uh, that team's not going to win. Or Arizona, just yeah. that team's not – I don't even know if that team's going to exist, but that whatever. But yeah, Somewhere, how, did, how did you guys feel about the, the cup being there at the beginning? Like, is it kind of like – I don't know. I thought it was kind of like a joke kind of thing where it's like, you know, it's already there, guys. You know, it's yours for the taking. I think it's such a huge joke that – just to start off that they didn't even do it in the Toronto bubble because they just did not want it to be in Toronto. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was so like, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, I, when we first heard and I never really questioned it, it, but the more I think about it, the more I don't understand why they didn't pick the Toronto bubble. Like I think a week or two weeks into, into the, bubble experience it felt like and no offense to Edmonton I bet what the what the league had set up for them was beyond nice it just seemed like Toronto was the better experience from the players so I I don't know why they just didn't do it in Toronto maybe they don't like Toronto so I, I don't know that's okay um I think like can, we can just get this over with now because I don't want to yeah. spend too much time on it. Uh, we got there's another prick in hockey. 
uh, Brendan Prust. Oh, I thought I were talking about Steve Simmons again. No, um, <laughs> no, no. I've given that. Uh, we've given that guy too much time. I mean, we could talk really, about Steve really Simmons too. Our energy, we could, yeah. like, I feel like every other episode, we have to talk about Steve Simmons because he honestly, did like, he did something. I've else. never heard. I've never met someone that hates Steve Simmons more than Alex. No, I, yeah. it's not that I. <laughs> Listen, like Alex, think, he's living he's living rent free. No, head. no, 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 no. It's not <laughs> that I hate him. I think he just makes decisions that I don't think I would make. I don't think I would make. No, I promise you. He, there's other guys that live in my nightmares, and he, and its name is Cody CC. Okay, <laughs> let's just be clear. And Jay yeah, like, Gardner. Before we go to Brandon Press, I know, like, yes, but Steve Simmons, it's been like kind of a weird thing he's had with people in the city, like with Malcolm Miller from the Raptors. That's a bit of a thing that happened on Twitter. Um, Kayla Gray from TSN and Steve Simmons. Yeah, so maybe one of you, because I'm not a hundred percent sure on exactly what happened. I didn't keep in. I didn't look, really look in to the situation. I was a little busy with school, if I'm being honest. Um, so exactly. if you, one of you, shut up, Mike. <laughs> if one of you know the situation better. Um, I think it happened with um, It happened when he was uh, Questioning Masai Yeah I didn't even know he covered basketball Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he, he works for the Toronto Sun so Oh he... I got I got the quote here Which so, one? The first, from the first question Or what he said to Kayla Gray after? Uh, the Steve Simmons uh, question Because what he told What he asked Kayla Gray What he said to Kayla Gray after Was just not nice Like, Yeah what uh, it say? Okay, so Steve Simmons asked in the t- conversation to Masai, "You're in a unique position, being the only Canadian team in the NBA and in charge of the only Canadian team in the NBA. Sometimes you see issues out there that don't really pertain to this country at all. And I'm wondering if, in the city that you live in and operate in, shootings in Toronto are up 180% since you came and joined the Raptors. Death by gunfire is up over 80%. Is it time for you and the Raptors to get involved in more local issues to try and work with a city that's seeing crime at a rate that it's never seen before? But they are. I, I don't understand the question. Like, he's Taylor, picking out an issue. Taylor Gray goes, love a... Uh, "Quote unquote," but what about black on black crime? Question disguised on should the Raptors not also focus on gun violence in our city? And then Steve Simmons came out with just a really not nice reply. It's like, do you have a hearing problem or a comprehension problem? I asked Masai about crime in Toronto. The word black never came up, nor did it come up in uh, in doing the research for the question. Um, uh, Listen, I think that I think that team does more than I think the Raptors as a whole does more for this city than any other sports organization in 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 the city. The the Leafs, I don't I don't know anything they do. The Blue Jays, I rarely hear anything. The Argos, TFC, the NHL in general is just an absolute joke in terms of social justice issues. So I, like I, he, I feel like he's just picking out an issue, and this is what the this is the question he asked. And I saw someone, I saw someone put, "You wouldn't ask the Leafs or something about you didn't ask the Leafs GM this." I go, but the Leafs, I, I get it, I get, I get the the double standard there, but I, I don't think he'd ask that because the Leafs aren't involved in much social justice issues like mike said like they're the nhl is so behind i I just 
I don't think like, that's the right question to ask. I I don't have much of a problem with the way the question was. Well, I can't. I'm not going to speculate really on how the 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 question was worded. Like I like I don't really know what opinion to make of that. I certainly don't think it'd be viable to share if I don't know really fully how I feel about it. Yeah, I would say, why the hell is Steve Simmons asking that question right now? Like, I understand there's been a huge social justice movement in terms of everything that's going on throughout this this miserable, horrible quarantine. Um, but like, it's so out of the blue. And I think yeah. a lot of the things, like especially like, there's a lot of racism being directed to. Guys like Pascal Siakam, which just yeah. isn't nice. Like, sure, the guy didn't play great, but you do not throw so many different racial slurs at him just because he didn't play nice for you. He's also playing for your team. So if you want to play for that team, by any means, go ahead. If not, and he's a human uh, being. Yeah. yeah, people often forget that, yes, professional athletes are paid handsomely, but at the same time, they are, they are people. They have families. They have something called feelings, which obviously people overlook when you're making that much kind of money, but still yeah. like, come on. I don't know. Like I, I do have the only thing, the thing I have a, a big issue with is he, the way the question was worded to me when he says something, he, something along the lines of issues pertaining to the sit to this country, as if racism isn't an issue in this country. And he goes, well, this doesn't really pertain to us, but this the, the gun violence pertains to us. What I didn't like about that is that like he said, since you came on as Raptors president. Like that I, part of it. Like, I don't know. I just think it's a messy it, – it, it's a messy situation. I don't – obviously, I don't agree with how he answered Kayla Gray. Like we re, retweeted her. Yeah. Um. Let's move on to Brandon Prust, and then yeah, we'll get huge, to uh, some good stuff. That guy, huge uh, that guy's an actual <laughs> prick. Like straight oh. up, he's just a prick. That was a that was a very not nice tweet. <laughs> oh, I didn't approve of it. I feel like people still don't understand what happened, and then the people that like the people who are vocal about not understanding just make it seem like he was lying, and that's what pisses me off even more. Like, don't be a prick about it. Like this, this is what happened. He doesn't owe you anything. He literally doesn't owe you anything. I'm leaving the bubble. This is why. I'm, that's it. Like, sure, two days before or the day before, he said he doesn't feel it's the same type of hockey. Maybe because he had an external issue going on. Like, figure like, it if, out. Read if my daughter movie. was hospitalized, I would probably leave the bubble immediately. Yeah, like that's. That's pretty screwed up as a human being to think otherwise, right? Like, yeah. I guess we honestly, should say, what, yeah. Sorry. I thought Brandon Press is hilarious. I've listened to him on, on Spin and Chicklets, and honestly, he's had a, a pretty cool story. But the dude lost a lot of my respect there. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess we should, we should um, say the tweet. So he tweeted, it's a video of Anton Hudobin, who used to play for the Bruins. Uh, and it's a ha- video of him getting, I guess, they're, they're at the end of the game. I don't know. Oh, yeah, when he said, I'm not it's going like home. Yeah. yeah, and he goes opposite of Tuka Rask. Um, and then I, I can't find the tweet. but He, yeah, he doubles him, down on it. Yeah. He doubles yeah. down on it by by uh, replying to someone. And I, don't, I, get, I think he might have deleted that one because I can't seem to find it. 
um, as I scroll through his replies, but it it was worse. I'll, I think Adam retweeted it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Adam's. Uh, I, I tweeted uh, too. Oh, you did. Okay, I'll I'll find. Oh yeah, things. he said. Uh, yeah, never mind. I thought I had it. Oh yeah, he's a. I don't even want to say the word, but he's a blank. Don't ask for eight million dollars if you want to go home and cuddle. Yeah, I do remember. That's it. Yeah. So uh, rel- this connects to a similar tweet he had on August fifteenth. I'm seeing right now where Brandon Press tweeted, "I feel like the NHL has done an amazing job with the bubble and keeping everyone safe. Wouldn't Tukarask be safer in the bubble than out? I know he has a newborn." But that baby won't know who he is for another six months. LOL. No, he's an idiot. He's Maybe an idiot. more underlying stuff idiot. we don't know about. Well, like, yeah. He's an it, it, I, I don't know what his issue is. Like, he, it's like he has a vengeance against Tuka Rask. He goes, I need to make fun of this he, guy. Honestly, man, like, his social media just sucks. Like, I'm going to do some, like, he, he has a lot of controversial tweets. Yeah. Like, a lot. He made one about, uh, about, uh, about racism, like he, he, this guy just—he doesn't know how to read the room at no. all. And I feel—I don't know. Like I just think it—it's—it's uh, it's not nice. That's the way I'll put it. I think he just lost in the old-time hockey kind of thing, where he—he he wants it to be as it was, but not what it really is. Yeah. S- sorry, things change. Like. Like Mike said, read the room. Honestly, um, <laughs> he's also uh, he's also kind of like Steve Simmons with uh, when it comes to uh, what you call it, <laughs> Dewis. Of course he is. He, twe- he tweeted. He tweeted when uh, when uh, Babcock got fired. He's like, imagine if the Maple Leafs picked an actual hockey GM when they had the chance, they'd be a contender Shut like up, Mark Hunter. Man. You know why? Because so, you know who, who the hell was it? I think it was. Um, I want to say it was Ian Tullick who made a comment about the hunters, and Brandon Prest lost it because he offended the hunters. Okay, you're, you're not allowed to do that. Okay, because Mark Hunter does have a job in the NHL, right? He's uh, been interviewed and hired, right? Okay. I, I have my piece with Mark Hunter. I've said it before. Yeah. Um, let's move Brandon on. Prest, yeah. Are we done with Brandon Prest or you want to keep talking? Final thoughts. Brandon, don't do this anymore. We believe that yeah. you could be better. Read the room. That's my final thought. Maybe he likes the attention. We don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. Um, Mike, anything else? No. Okay. There's a couple of uh, coach hirings. Um, I think both of them are uh, good stories, in my opinion. Um, Jim Montgomery is going to be assistant coach to the St. Louis Blues for two years. Uh, Obviously, he's replacing Mark Savard, who decided to take a step back um, just before the bubble. He said he won't be returning. Obviously, Jim Montgomery was let go of Stars GM uh, as Stars head coach for personal reasons. Yeah, I think this is a good story that he's coming back. Hopefully, he's dealt with those outside issues and redeems himself. 
Yeah, um, according to Sportsnet, he's been uh, nine months sober, I believe. And yeah. um, the quote here is, sometimes it takes an unbearable consequence in your life to happen, to have an unbelievable breakthrough. And that's the way I look at it. Has it really been nine months? Wow. I believe so, yeah. It's been nine months since basically like it was just head coach firing season. Yeah. That was a very dark time of the year. I remember that, yeah. So many coaches were fired, but like Montgomery, he was just the only one off the bat that wasn't fired for like, like coaching abuse. Like I, I don't know what happened to that coach, and uh, he was coaching Chicago, but before he was coaching oh. Rockford with uh, Peters. Um, not Mike Kitchen. Um, Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford. Yeah, Mark Crawford. Yes. Yeah. Him? Yeah. He, I, think he's, still, I think. I think he's, he's still around. He's been. He left, I believe, around Christmas time, but I think he ended up joining the team again because I think he. He. I don't remember if it was some type of what the issue was off the top of my head. I believe he went to go to therapy, and then he ended up. Um, after some time off, he ended up coming back. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His suspension was until uh, January second. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Jim Montgomery is coming back. I don't think he was a he was a bad coach. Obviously, the stars started a little slow, but I think he he's a good coach, and I'm happy he has a, a job back in the NHL, especially for that for the St. Louis Blues. Yeah, especially like when he put in the work to try and better himself, and now uh, St. Louis gives him another chance. Receipts, yeah, receipts. Great guy shows showed his receipts. This is what I've been doing. This is how I've changed, and now he's back. Yeah. Um, the second one, I think this is a little more personal for all of us because we're all Leaf fans, kind of. Um, Manny Maholtra is going to replace uh, Paul McFarland. Obviously, Paul McFarland is going to go back. Paul uh, McFarland to go, to go, to go coach um, the King- Kingston Frontenacs, um, GM and head coach. Uh, what do you guys think of Manny Maholtra as the new Leafs assistant coach? Um, you know, honestly, I didn't know that much about Manny Maholtra until uh, Maholtra, sorry, until we we got him. Um, I remember I quickly reached out to uh, my buddy Scott, who's a Canucks fan because he's from Vancouver. Yeah, do um, to tell me about. Uh, Mahatra, and he told me, he's like, yeah, dude, like, he basically taught the Canucks to become, like, face-off gods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I read that. Because <laughs> he, was, he was known for being an insanely good face-off taker. Um, but he's also from Toronto. Well, he's from Mississauga. That's not Toronto. Um, Close enough. But, uh, I mean, he's coached – he hasn't coached that long. Um like, I think he's only been a coach since 2016, yeah. But, I mean, he's been a coach since 2017 for the Canucks after being a player, after being a, a development coach. And honestly, like, if you look at how Vancouver's developed, especially because he, he's been a player development coach, um, yeah. I think he's done a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, it's on him that single-handedly turned that team into a contender in the last few years, especially, you know, when you – make a couple good draft picks, which is a little bit helpful. But 
overall, like, I'm, I'm excited to have him. I mean, again, I don't know his resume that well because he hasn't been around as long as the other – the old boys club that are coaching now. Um, Paul McFarland was, was a good coach in my eyes and, you know, wishing the best of luck in Kingston. And we'll see how Manny does. <laughs> yeah. Daniel? Uh, Daniel, I think you're muted. <laughs> That's fine. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, I, I think it was. I think it was a good, a good hire. Obviously, I think everyone had these expectations that Bruce Boudreaux was going to come to Toronto. I just, yeah. I would have loved to see, loved to see that. I just, I think there's a head coaching gig for him out there, uh, or eventually there there will be. Um, I don't. I I didn't know much about like much about Manny Maholtra either. I read about the face-offs, um, and, and I think it, it'll be interesting. Sheldon Keefe seems to like him from all the quotes uh, that, that have come out since the hiring. So it'll be interesting to see what what happens at that point. Daniel, are you unmuted? Yes, I am perfect, unmuted. My perfect. apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you might okay. remember about uh, Manny Malhotra was I remember just seeing him at the tail end of his career when he was with the Canucks, and he was part of, like, that. yeah, like what Mike said, like, he was amazing at faceoffs, and he was part of that checking line that was meant to kind of, uh, I guess, counter the Bruins in the finals in 2011. And what I remember about him was, I know he was kind of drafted pretty high, um, but you know he became he found his role as you know that bottom six guy that you know could give you that penalty kill, but also like he still could have some offensive contributions. Dang I feel it. like he's like a really liked guy too. He was really well liked. <laughs> I have one very important question for you. Yes. Did he play in the World Juniors? I was yes, going to say that. I didn't even ask that. <laughs> I think, yeah, he did. Was he a World Juniors legend, though? I guess he played more than one tournament, right? Like, what, what defines a legend? I don't know. <laughs> At this point, we don't really have a good definition. We call Thomas is Ian Mechanica. Scott. Ian Scott, is he a World Junior legend? He played one game for the World Juniors. no. no. <laughs> That's not no. good enough. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on to some fun hockey stuff. Uh, yesterday, there was a Gary Bettman press conference, and that guy had it out for all the reporters who doubted him, all the fans who <laughs> doubted him. This guy was going after people. Um, he had that smirk. He had that smirk on his face like, listen, I know we're not done yet, but we've been here for a while, and we got this right. Um it was so funny to see him throwing jabs. It's very clear that that guy's aged in the bubble. <laughs> Either he's aged in the bubble, I just haven't noticed that he looks old, but he looks he looks very tired. Only the that, bubbles is world now. Yeah, I think the best way to put it is he looks very very tired and there wasn't a whole lot to come out of there. I think the biggest thing was that we could see the season slip to January. Um, we know there's, I mean, he pretty much said Seattle's coming in 2021, 2022. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Um, but the thing, and, and reporters continue to ask, even though he never gave any indication of what the hell the season's going to be like, he didn't really comment on what next season's going to be like, um, you know, we don't really know what the status of COVID-19 is going to be in January. Obviously, now in Ontario, 
we're seeing a spike. I mean, we're seeing some spikes across the country, honestly. Um, what do you got? We, I, I think Daniel, Daniel and I had talked about what we thought the season could be like. I know I brought up the fact that the NHL is going to look at the uh, MLB and the NFL and what they're doing and the European leagues uh, and what they're doing. Mike, what do you think the league does for the 2020-2021 season? I don't think it'd be wise to to move away from the bubble system. I think, uh, honestly, I think it's proven really well, especially with the way we're seeing the surge in second, uh, the kind of a second wave coming, or a second wave basically being in it. I mean, 400 cases a day in Ontario um, isn't promising. No, Um, didn't they say Ottawa's in the second wave or – that's what I heard. I don't know. Yeah, that's why Ottawa, Toronto, and Peel are yeah. all dialed back um, to like like the restrictions, like with with uh, like you know less people and less gatherings and stuff like that. But I think if this continues, and honestly, I've been very adamant in saying the U.S. has not done a very good job with the, their handling of it. I think it would be prudent, but at the same time. I do understand why they wouldn't do it because there's no way you're going to take away. And I, 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 if they do a bubble system, I don't think obviously it'll be a full year round bubble thing because there's no way you can take these parent these players away from their families for that. Right. Um, but I think maybe it would be wise to do it for a bit and then kind of transition. Um, but at the same, like, but like, I, I don't think it'd be wise to, to jump right into it. It was different back then with the MLB, the MLB, first off, I think they handle it horribly because there's no way you have your spring training for all these teams happen in Florida and then expect to uh, have great results. Um, overall, I think it's been controlled a lot better. Um, I think it'll be very difficult to, unless the NHL, uh, again, with, with the whole quarantine rule, the 14 days thing, unless, unless the, the, two, the two countries are willing to waive that uh, that rule again that these uh, that these clubs can can move in or out because remember there are what seven Canadian teams how the hell are they supposed to just stay in America the entire time so either or yeah. right it'll it'll still be like it'll still be like basically like they're still away from their families they're still away from from everything right because they got to be uh, they they got to be in the states to play because the majority of teams are in the states so overall it's just it's a very very tricky situation to navigate. I, I have no idea how they're going to do it. Yeah. I think if any league can pull it off, it is the NHL. But um, I'm all in on uh, a bubble to start off. Daniel? Um, for me, yeah, I agree that there should be a bubble to start off. And just to kind of assess, like, not just how they're going to kind of accommodate everything, but also, like, I guess, like, the effect on the players that – how long you're going to have this bubble for because I understand that if it is an 82 game season, like how are you going to be able to kind of manage, I guess, you know, the players in this way that, you know, like we've already kind of see a bit of the cracks here in the playoffs where, you know, these players, maybe they have other things going on in like their life outside of hockey, or, you know, it's just like the toll that's on them that I think that, they have seen a lot of examples already in other major leagues of what to do and what not to do. And if the NHL could keep, keep going with what they have, like I think it was Chris Johnson who said that, you know, they continue to have what, like 4,600 
tests and they have zero positives. I think if they have these same procedures going forward, then they're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to they're they're going to have to look at every option cuz I think it's going to be hard to convince the players again to do a bubble system. I think they're going to have to have some type of system set up. I think the when Daniel and I talked about it the first time, I suggested you know, put teams in put have multiple bubbles and then it's just a rotating door. You got you play some games you have like two weeks off, play some more games, because then it gives them time to be with their family, uh, et cetera. Now, the the other thing is Batman said yesterday that his preference would be to stay out of the summer as much as possible. But it seems like the NHL is pushing to have 82 games That's next crazy. season. They start in January, what, they're going to finish in May, June? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. It, it, it's, I don't necessarily think it's possible. And, and the worrying part, I don't think it's possible at all. <laughs> it's going to be really difficult. And, and if I'm the players, on the player's side, I'm thinking, okay, I'm playing four months. I, I played in the summer. I played. Then I had a couple months off. Then I'm playing a full 82-game season. I'm going to start again in October, November time. And then I'm going to go to the Olympics. And weekly schedule is going to start looking like baseball. It's going to be a nightmare. I don't necessarily think it's smart on the players' moves because they're going to be playing pretty much like it feels like a year and a half straight of hockey with, yeah, breaks. But think about it. When the player like during the summer, you're telling me players take the entire summer off or they're still – most of them are still busting their ass off. I just – I don't know if it's smart on the player's part to want that 82-game season. Yeah. I don't think fine if they cut it down. You don't think it's feasible? Yeah, to have an 82-game season at all? No, I don't think it's feasible. Do you think they look at what, you know, the lockout season uh, 2013 started in January. Do you think they look at the 40, I think it was 48 games. Yeah. You think they look at something like that? I can see them doing that, but overall, I understand why the NHL would not want to do that because, A, they're losing TV money again, even though, like, that's not a lot because their TV deal is terrible. But, I mean, it's just – it's such tricky waters to navigate, right? From starting off with a bubble or figuring out how they're going to play, where they're going to play, to to figuring out, like, how long they're going to play. It's, it's just a mess, really, like, because – you're right. Uh, with Olympic participation being official and uh, with the Olympic Committee making the terrible move of saying uh, whether or not COVID-19 is present, they're still going to roll with the Olympics. But they, they said it in a very downplaying way. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to think this league has been pretty good with the players in terms of respecting, you know, what their bodies need, um, what kind of recovery time they need, and, you know, giving them breaks. Um but I can see a 48-game season happening, another lock, like kind of similar to lockout shortened season. Um, but I just – I don't know how you avoid the summer. Like, I really don't know how you avoid the summer if playoffs are how we're seeing now, like three months. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it will end up depending on if they can get – 
butts in the seats. Um, and I know he, this was, he just threw an idea out there. Like, and I don't, I know I'd hate to quote him on it, but I think it's a legitimate thing. Uh, him saying, well, we could, we could potentially start with no fans move to in towards the season, depending on what the situation is, have some fans in the seat and then have more fans by the end of the season. I think a lot of it is going to depend on if they can have fans in the seat. I think if they can have fans, they're going to be more inclined to play 82 games because it gives them some sort of revenue, right? Because more than 50% is ticket sales, Yeah, which is unfortunate. It's just the reality of, of the league. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to say about the press conference? Um, I think it's kind of a good primer on what's to come with the details and what the updates will be. But yeah, I think for me, the NHL is kind of being overly ambitious right now with how many games they want to play and how they want to avoid the summer. So we'll see where they adjust and how things go because there's a lot to still know. Yeah. I think it's also regardless of uh, of uh, how people handle it. I always like I, I do really like Gary Bettman and I think that'll be very controversial around I mean a lot of people. Some people hate him, some people like him. I li- I really like Gary Bettman. I like I love the work he's done to grow the sport and, and what obviously there have been some some mishaps, some failed experiments, some some issues, but you know what league is perfect, right? It's it's professional sports. But I think uh, Gary Bettman receives a lot of flack. Even though he's a lot better than uh, than the MLB this yeah. commissioner, um, I mean, I didn't hear a single thing from. No, sorry, Mike, you cut out. Did we lose him? No. Oh no, no, no you cut out there for a second. Say what you were oh, saying I... again about yeah. Uh, so like, I... yeah. So like, I, like I mean. The NHL paved the way for the return to sports. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't see Adam Silver roll out a plan until after the NHL came out with their plan. Um, yeah. And, like, overall, things have been disastrous in other leagues to start. But I think it's been a very good transition for the NHL. Um, and, yeah, I, 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 I believe whatever happens, Gary Benton and the rest of the people, the offices, Bill Daly, Everybody, they'll they'll come up with a good plan, and hockey yeah. will be safe moving forward. I, I I agree with that too. I think the way he's handled the pandemic for the league. Yes, at the beginning he followed the NBA in. Okay, we have to shut down. No, he yeah, right, of course right. But I think the way he handled the bubble, I think it has to. It, it should if it if it hasn't already changed people's perception of Gary Bettman. And I think there's there should be a lot more people who maybe haven't liked him in the past. Like I understand he put he it, there's been two lockouts under his watch. I understand not many people are fans of him expanding to the southern states, but he's grown the game in the U.S. Is it to the extent that maybe he would have liked it to be? No. Do I agree? Now, like the with most you? southern state. Is in the Stanley Cup final. The two most southern states. Like on it, yeah. And 
do I agree with how he's hand like him and his handling of Arizona? Not necessarily, but I I think he's done a really good job, and I think there should be a lot more fans of Gary Bettman now than there was before. Yeah, and besides, I mean, look at look at. Yeah, there's the failed experiment so far with the Yotes, but you still have Vegas. You still have Seattle, which I think is going to be a great market. Yeah. Um, and overall, uh, you see a boost in revenue. I mean, the only – like a big colossal not-so-great thing was the TV deal, but I'm sure that will be better the next time it comes around. Yeah, I think in a couple but, of years. Yeah, but I mean – and poor Gary's looking old. I feel bad for him. The guy looks yeah. old in his press conference. <laughs> guy looks like he's like guy looks like he doesn't sleep that much, and I don't no. I don't blame him if he doesn't because he's so wrapped up with all this stuff. But jeez, man, being a sports commissioner must not be easy. Oh no, I can't <laughs> imagine. Uh, I can't imagine it is. Uh, speaking of some okay franchises. Um, the Ottawa Senators, Mike's new favorite team, um, has a new logo, or it's just the same logo Bringing they had it back before. To the glory years, I think. It seems like it seems like what the Leafs did. Like they just threw the their old <laughs> logo back on, and we're all gonna be happy with it. Yeah, but the Leafs is the Leafs. They didn't. It wasn't an exact copy of an old logo. No, no, it was kind of different. This logo is literally their old logo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what do you guys think of it? I really think this means the Daniel Charles is coming back to the Senators. <laughs> well, they're losing Mark Boriaki, so they got to bring uh, in yeah. some old school Another presence, lefty, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jason Spence. No, he's, Stop he, it. Jason he has Spence to resign. Up. Yeah. If he doesn't Signing resign, I'll be very upset with Kyle. Yeah, we're on a first name basis, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're, bros. we're bros. Yeah, he knows. He, he knows. knows. He knows who I am. I, uh, who he is. I um, I think, I think I'm very excited for what the. I mean, the new jerseys aren't rolling out till October sixth. Yeah. But I'm really liking the possibility of that black jersey, that primarily black jersey with uh, this new logo. Honestly, I was okay with the old logo. I don't know why a lot of people hated the very recent Sens logo, but I liked it. Like, I didn't have anything against it. I mean, yeah, no. the only logo I really don't like in the league is basically just Dallas and other things. Why don't you like Dallas? Because it looks like a friggin' Green Pea parking sign. <laughs> I hate it. Did you see what the hur- speaking? Of, did you see what the Hurricanes did no. on their Twitter? They changed. Oh the yeah, how they're right how they're green. standing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> lost them again. They'll come back. Oh, Mike, Daniel. Wait, well, when he comes back, what do you think of the? Uh, oh, Mike, you there? there is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, my Wi-Fi is being monster sticks right now. But no okay. worries. What did you say at the end? We missed what you said. Yeah. Apparently, they stand the 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 uh, the stars like like screw you guys like. <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll get to the we'll, we'll get to the final uh, later on in the episode. So we're all very okay with the star, the sense. Sorry, the sense. Yes, this is new logo. Or I like logo. it. I love the throwback. Um, I don't know. Just it goes back to those like those dominant teams that they kind of had in the early two thousands that I always remember. Um, you, yeah. 
Do I do what? You, I was going to say, do you think Eugene said, hey, I want to be like we used to be? He was like, hey, guys, remember how the team was before I bought it? <laughs> Just remember that. <laughs> oh, Eugene. I miss – I don't. That's a lie. I don't know. <laughs> um, I love them. I love the jerseys. Um, that's what I think about what the auto senators are. Like, I always kind of forget about the updates. I just kind of think of that old logo. Yeah. Um, we have some juicy, juicy, juicy uh, player stuff to talk about. Trades, signings, rumors. I love it. Let's start with this one. Uh, CJ was on uh, Sport uh, Sportsnet 960. I don't know which which city that's in, but uh, it says when Vegas assesses how their playoffs ended, they'll see that they had ten goals in their last eight games that weren't empty netters, and they'll likely conclude the priority should be to get an elite sniper. So the question I have for you guys is why will Patrick Laine be a Vegas Golden Knight? Well, first off, shout out Mr. Chris Johnson from Sportsnet uh, Calgary. Is Sport SN 960 Calgary? Yeah, if you knew everything about hockey like I do, you'd <laughs> yeah. find Did you? Okay, Mike, be honest. Did you search it up before, before you No, I, just, I know where Chris Johnson is. Mike knows. Oh, my bad. Like, but, um, but I think, no, like, I don't, I, the, I think that would be so dumb. Like, yeah, I think that'd be just so dumb. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, Vegas all around has just such a deep roster, and it wasn't because of their lack of like their lack of scoring that the fact wasn't the reason that they lost. The you reason don't that think they so? lost, no, the reason they lost is because they're cocky. The reason they lost is because they were cocky. They did not play well as a team. They just decided to play like heroes. And Dallas took advantage of that. I think they, yeah. I mean, dude, they have one of the best top six in the NHL. Well, I, I, I argued that Vegas is the deepest forward team in the West. I think so. Honestly, yeah. I think so. Like, you have their top six, which you don't even have to go over. And then, I mean, yes, you had some guys like Paul Stastny who were a little underwhelming. But then overall, like – Max Pacioretty. Max Pacioretty. Goalless in mean, eight games. Yeah, yeah, I, I bet you uh, Adam is just laughing. Yeah. But I I think that's not their problem. I think that I don't think that's their problem at all. I, I think if you're doing that, you're going to be messing with the depth on that team. That de- The depth in that team is perfect, I think. It, well, not perfect, but I think it's great in the sense that they have such a heavy squad, especially in their bottom six. Like, they have such a very effect, efficient and effective checking line. Like, for the longest time, we were talking about their fourth line and how their fourth line is – is, is not just a, a, a out there crashing bodies kind of thing. Like they're out yeah. there, like even performing and putting up points because that's what you need in the playoffs. You need you need your top players to play like bottom players in terms of physicality while doing their thing and scoring, and you need your bottom players to start trying to play like your top players in terms of you know they got to chip in some points, they got to throw some some pucks on the net so that they can they can get some scoring chances at the same time maintaining their identity as as a big hitting team. And right. so I think you don't want to mess with with uh, with kind of that system, the influx of that team. Because if you do that, who's going to their bottom? Who's going to be on the third line now? Are you going to move Riley Smith to the third line? Are you going to move Jonathan Marchessault to the third line? 
Patrick Liney isn't out there banging bodies oh, for a guy that's like six. I six know. I know. That guy got murdered by, um, oh, what's his name from Buffalo? Ristolainen? No, 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 no. Jake McCabe? Uh, yeah, Jake McCabe ended him. And, like, I, I haven't seen, I think, Line A, I, ever since then, has just been scared. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see that guy um, using his big body at all. So I, I wouldn't want to mess up that kind of system that they got. I wouldn't want to mess up the flow that they got in that lineup. Well, because – so the thing with Vegas is – I'm not a big guy who says you have to have a left-handed guy on the left and a right-handed guy on the right. But I'm pretty sure they oh, – yeah, you only complain about that every day with the Leafs defense. No, I don't. I, listen, if you, that's <laughs> not true. All I say is if the guy can play properly on the right – Daniel, back me up here. Isn't that all this guy complains about? That's not true. Okay, Ron Hayes – Dermot watch. Can drive, listen, if Travis Dermott yeah. can play on the, right, in the, on the right side, I couldn't get if he was left-handed, right-handed, or neither. If he can play on the right side, I don't care. That's it. That's all I want. So I'm going to play on the right, right side. Right. Um, <laughs> you guys got me upset. And I didn't even, oh, whatever. Um, do you, like, there's the rumors of him, of Petrangelo. 31 thought uh, Friedman and 31 thoughts said if they don't go after Petrangelo, they they'll go after Tory Krug. Does it make sense for them to go after these big guys on defense? Who? Vegas. No. Like, I don't think there's that urgency yet. I don't know. Like that's what everyone kind of says. Like, Oh, like they got to keep adding these pieces, but like, what is the urgency? I understand that Vegas has a bit of money to work with, but at the same time, like, uh, I I don't know like what it's it's so I think the the first and foremost thing you got to figure out is what the frig you're gonna do with your goalies. Yeah. Like I don't know why you're focusing on scoring help. I don't know why you're focusing on defense. First off, I think your defense is fine. I think you had you have a great two pairings of McNabb and Schmidt, and then my favorite night by far, Shea and. Marty, he's still there for another year. Yeah. I, I don't see you guys needing to really address that at all. I don't see you guys needing to address your forward core at all. I think you guys need to figure out what the hell is going on with your goalie situation. Because, because you have goalies that are – you're about to be paying like $13 million in, for goalies. That's not feasible. That, I'm going to tell you, is not feasible. And that you got to figure out because you can't have Marc-Andre Fleury and then Robin Leonard, who's going to get a multi-year extension. On the same squad, it's just it's not right. It's just you can't ha- have that much money tied up in goalies. So you, you like that's what I'm doing if I'm Vegas. I'm not looking at scoring help. I'm looking at my coaches to motivate my players better. I'm looking at my coaches to get these players to stop being cocky and dial in. But I'm not looking at anything else but my goalie situation first and foremost. Yeah. Do, do you think the team? Do you think uh, Kelly McCrimmon and uh, George McPhee? Regret firing Gerard Gallant at at all? The big one. Because it never made sense. Like I like yes, I it, it just felt like they fired Gerard Gallant because they really wanted Pete DeBoer. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Um 
a high school friend of mine actually is, is Steve Spot's kid, and he was uh, he's telling me it was it was uh, it was really really quick, just basically get fired on the phone. We're going to Vegas. Um, God. And uh, he was assistant coach at the Leafs. I don't know if you remember, but um, yeah, I don't know what happened there, and I I yeah back in back in the Horchek era. Thank you. Dark for dark days. Me. Thank you. Dark dark days. <laughs> But I, I mean, I, I won't sleep tonight. <laughs> you're, you're too triggered after oh. after me. So I run my head, get a run, a, run my head through a wall to forget about it. But um, but no, I, I think they do miss Gerard Gallant because I don't think they would have been as in their head because I think they would have been playing more for their coach if they still had Gerard Gallant. Because if any any team that has played for Gerard Gallant. They've always bought in for that guy. That guy would go through brick walls for his players, just like they would, his players would in turn jump off mountains for him. Right. So I think, I think they would have been more dialed in. None of these players had loyalties to Peter DeBoer. They had loyalties to their first coach, to their first and, coach that and, yeah, and was I, unjustly fired. And I think they, and I think they did, like, like you said, like they had that relationship with, with. Uh, Gallant, they they developed like think about the guys who who got there and were just kind of thrown out by their own teams. Alex Tuck, William Carlson, like Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau were practically just given away. Uh, Shea Theodore, right? Like you don't have to go into the Shea Theodore details again. <laughs> yeah, you can thank Kevin Bxa for that. No, one, okay? no damn trigger too. <laughs> <laughs> No one on this podcast is sleeping tonight. Um, yeah. I think they they meshed with Gerard Gallant, and when they made that, I think it. I don't want to say it soured things because they were still a good team, but I, I think Mike, you're right. It did change things in the locker room. If it wasn't for Pete DeBoer, and they didn't bring, and that's not Pete DeBoer's fault. Well, kind of. It's it's a fifty fifty chance show, but if they didn't bring in Pete DeBoer, like if they didn't fire Gerard Gallant. <laughs> we wouldn't have had the goalie controversy we would have had now. Because Gerard Gallant would have stayed loyal to his starting goaltender, Marc-Andre Fleury. Okay. Which honestly can be translated into multiple different ways. But I don't think, in turn, we would have seen that weird tweet by Alan Walsh and everything going on. Like I just think, overall, the chemistry of this team would not have been as impacted as – would not be impacted the way it is now. And I'm not saying that's all on Pete DeBoer at all. Pete DeBoer has still done – I mean, Vegas was in a slump, and then yeah. they came back after Pete DeBoer came in, and then they ended in, in a high enough seed to be a round-robin team. But still, I mean, like, I wouldn't have fired Gerard Gallant. I would have kept Gerard Gallant. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, yeah, I'm yeah. not an NHL GM, even though I know everything about hockey, but, like – Man, have you ever uh, thought about calling Kyle Dubas and saying, listen, I'm smarter than you. Let me be I refuse to coach without I refuse no sorry I refuse to be a GM unless my AGM is Mark Hunter. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. If that then you know what Mike I don't think I can be a Leafs fan anymore. Uh, <laughs> hockey I don't know what that sport is. I heard uh, lawn bowling is a good sport to cover. <laughs> Some bullshit ball. <laughs> oh, Daniel anything about the Golden Knights? Um yeah I kind of think it was what we said before like this degree of urgency of like they want to win it right away, and I think this is the first year that you actually kind of saw the cracks 
in what has been like the last two or three years of them kind of like winning it at everything in terms of getting the players they they got in terms of how far they've gone to the playoffs and how kind of lucky they've been with trades and to be honest i i would have kept Gerard Gallant like at the first sight of things kind of you know there was a struggle there you know they weren't tanking it but i think they could have gone you know kind of ride through it with him um Peter Boris, good coach too. It's just I don't think he has that locker room the same way. Um, I completely agree with you guys on that point. And yeah, I think like the goaltending thing that that's something that I really want to keep following. It's such a crazy storyline. Um, I'm already invested in as a huge Flurry fan. Not saying he he should start over Robin Leonard, but it's just something I would want to follow and see how the Knights really kind of figure that out because that's such a that's such a complicated situation. Yeah. Um, He's such sorry. a world legend. He uh, is, even though he didn't win the gold medal, but, you know, it's okay. <sighs> he won in the Olympics while not playing, yeah. but he still won oh, the, Olympic, even the Olympic gold medal in 2010. <laughs> um, we got to move on to Mike's favorite team, the New Jersey Devils. Um, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> Uh, Custom, Craig Custins and Pierre Lebrun uh, both had reported uh, there was some dialogue between the Devils and uh, Kyle Palmieri on, uh, I believe this is the last year of his deal. Um, and they're still open to trading Kyle Palmieri, but the asking price is still um, high. What do the Devils do with Kyle Palmieri? Here's the real question. Who the hell cares? It's New Jersey. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> okay fine. 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 My Daniel, what you have to say about um, New Jersey? I kind of feel that the Devils have to really know where they're going to be in, like, the next two years or so. Like, what they expect their team to be. Like, if they're just going to go back to the lottery or if they're, you know, finally, like, after how many failures, if they're going to try to make something out of that team now. Um, if they kind of gauge how is Jack Hughes going to actually develop, is uh, Nico Hishier going to take that next step? Is Kai Palmieri a guy that you want to keep as you go along? Like, I know they have P.K. Subban. They have a developing Ooh. Mackenzie Blackwood. <laughs> but um, you have to really kind of see, like, okay, the management has to have, a, like, a firm definition of what we're going to be in two or three years. I bet you the Devils are missing your boy Adam Henrique. Yeah. <laughs> you don't um, get much for Sammy Vatnin. Yeah, I know. And now that guy's gone. Um, I just, honestly, man, as much as I hate on New Jersey, I just think I feel bad at how pathetic they are. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, and it's not their fault. A lot of that's just terrible luck. Like, no one expected them to be horrible when they had one of the best off seasons last that everyone thought was the best off season last last summer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Rangers had the best offseason when you pick up, just saying, like, when you pick up Panarin, I mean, Truba wasn't the greatest, but, like, Adam I mean, Fox. Capo Caco should have been better. He yeah. will be better this year, but, like, um, he's still better than Jack Hughes. Um, he will be. But um, when you look at it, like, they make all these moves. They get PK, who had a down year, of course, and then now he had – Even down like, year. This year's not, like, down year's enough understatement but I think he needs to go back to his I don't know if you watched his training videos on the ice I've never seen a more frantic skater in my life with his drills yeah but um but yeah I think 
it's just it's so tough to gauge what this New Jersey team needs because you expect it to be they expect they essentially expect it to be a contender. No no bars held back. Like they, they were supposed to be a contender this year when you acquire all of these pieces and yet they just stunk. So what what on earth are you gonna do again? I think if you sell Kyle Palmieri, I don't I don't agree with that. I think you should extend him because he has been your leading scorer, and he is being he he's he's very well well loved in the community. He's a very good um uh what's the word what's the word he's very charitable and he's a very big leader on the team. And face it, Jack Hughes that kid needs guidance. Yeah. Nikita Gusev, if he's coming back, I don't know. Is he? Is he? Was he on a one-year deal or what was his deal? Two. Okay, so he's gonna be back. All these guys need like he needs guidance in the North American game. Like he's a big part of the development for that young core and those yeah. young players coming up. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up on him yet. I think a real big thing too is Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't exactly look like the goalie he was exactly hyped up to be when he was a World Junior legend, but um. No, I think well, there's a lot Corey of questions. <laughs> there's a lot of questions to be a God, Corey Schneider. <laughs> Win a game and come talk to me. But uh, um, there's a lot of questions to be asked, and I don't think the Kyle Palmieri situation is one of them. I'm keeping Kyle Palmieri if I am Tom Fitzgerald. I'm just yeah. wondering um, if they sign him, is he a future captain for the Devils ever since, they, captain. ever since they traded Andy Green? Do you have another option? Uh, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes. PK Subban. Uh, like maybe I don't know what Nico Hiche is. D- Damian like Severson? And, and... No. No, David Severson's gonna be a leaf. Screw okay. off, man. <laughs> <laughs> that right hand that right hand shot. Listen, can he play defense properly? No. Yes. If no. yes, if yes, he's gonna be a leaf. <laughs> um no, but all all serious I'm being serious. I, I do think it I don't think you move Kyle Palmieri, unless you get a, a really good offer for him. But I, I don't think you move Kyle Palmieri because, like, pretty much what Mike said, like, the guy's a leader in the room. Like, think about New Jersey. Who else is a leader? Like, Andy Green's gone. Mm-hmm. Like, PK, yes, but PK's new to the team. Like, think about who's been there. Think about who's gone through it. Yeah, I forgot Blake Coleman got traded. I remember that. Yeah, Blake, <laughs> like he's been traded. there a while. Yeah. No, Blake Coleman's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Blake he's Coleman's, killing in Tampa. Yeah, Blake Coleman's making a, a quest for the cup. So I, I don't necessarily think it makes sense to move off of Kyle Palmieri unless you get a really, really good offer. Um I, I don't know why this trade was made. It makes no sense on one side, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense on the other side. Eric Stahl was traded one for one for Marcus Johansson. It was such a weird trade. Yeah. Why? Why did Minnesota <laughs> like, want to add more money again? Here, here's the thing. Yeah, that's one thing, but why market like air i understand from buffalo's perspective right you need that second line center and I, and I do think eric stahl can be that for you he makes less than marcus johansson we know buffalo's going to be has an internal cap i think around the 7 mil, 70 million dollar mark 
if I'm Bill Guerin, what do you see in Marcus Johansson? I don't know. Here, uh, just quickly until like we'll get. Well, I guess we'll we'll get we'll keep going with uh, the Johansson install news, but Friedman just broke something. Let's go. Another player to the goalie market. Detroit and Jimmy Howard, thirty six. Oh. Said he was probably not going to continue with the Red Wings, but squashed rumors he was retiring, saying someone is going to have to tell me I can't play anymore, and that last year is not the way he wants to finish his career. With Taking that guy was being shocked for a first round pick a few years ago. How how the grace, how 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 you have fallen from grace? Hey, you're a five year deal coming for Jimmy Howard. Stop it! Stop it! Um, listen. They have Jonathan Bernier, future, future of the team, Jonathan Bernier, okay? They're okay. They're all good. Uh, anything else that Friedman said? That's it. Okay. Um, yeah, back to the trade. I have these stats up here for you if you want to hear them. In the last four seasons, uh, seasons Eric Stahl, 311 games, 111 goals, for 240 points. Marcus Johansson, 229 games, 51 goals for 132 points. I, I found it kind of unfortunate Eric Stahl got traded. I know that the Wild are trying to get better or do these type of moves, but you know, with the way he kind of resurrected his career in Minnesota after you know underperforming in Carolina and then he had that brief deadline rental uh, position yeah, for sure. yeah, the Rangers. Um yeah, it was kind of a weird thing for me to see this trade. I think with Marcus Johansson, I just remember his run with Boston, how good he was to the finals. And what I kind of see is that he's that complementary piece when you already have that core already. But the, see, the thing I see with the Wild is there's just so many like guys that you know they may perform or they may underperform, but they don't have that same consistency. And I don't think Marcus Johansson can take that next step to actually be like a top six guy. No, I, I um, it doesn't make sense. I think it's weird. I mean, Stahl would have been your captain this year for sure. No matter, no, no bars held back. I think Stahl would have been the captain of Minnesota this year. Now that Koivu's gone officially, but um, it's just puzzling. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he played on Buffalo this year, Marcus Johansson. So of course he's going to underperform, but he's also getting older, just like Eric Stahl is. I thought. I don't I just I find it really weird. I know Bill Guerin's not done making moves, but I just I wonder what the hell are you doing? Like uh, what's yeah. the what's the plan here? Like, like for me, I would have thought like they're still looking for a center. You just <laughs> traded Mar- uh, Eric Stahl, who is a center. And I think you're already losing Miko Koivu, who is an absolute leader in that room. And yes, like they have other guys who are leaders, right? Like they obviously still have Zach Parise, who apparently is loved in Minnesota. Like you still got Ryan Suter. Like you got guys in there who are leaders. But why would you get rid of Eric Stahl, especially for just bringing in Marcus Johansson, who's also on a one year deal? One year, who has one year left on his deal? It just, it doesn't. It doesn't add up on the Minnesota side, and we could see something completely different from Mar- Marcus Johansson next year. Maybe we're doubting him too much. Yeah, that's that's maybe we're just doubting him. Yeah. 
Um, watch him prove us wrong. Watch. I watch, hope he watch, does. I hope he does. Um, up, like you said, Bill Guerin's not done making moves. Uh, there's one guy on this team who's pretty much all but traded at this point because of the expansion draft, and that is uh, Matt Dumba. And watch, you're gonna say he's going to the Leafs, right? I'm absolutely not gonna say he's going to the Leafs. I'm <laughs> on my team. I love Matt Dumba, and he's a great player. He just doesn't fit what the Leafs need at the moment. There is one team that I read is interested in Matt Dumba, and it makes absolutely no sense to me how the hell they'd fit this. How are the Tampa Bay Lightning going to afford Matt Dumba? Apparently they seem to afford everybody. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. It, it, I've heard Andre it multiple Pilot, times. I don't know. Yeah, but you, like, the thing is, you have to get rid of salary to pay Sorelli and Sergachev. And then you're going to bring in $6 million extra dollars in Matt Dumba. Unless, unless the Wild want to retain salary, which is possible. Or like they eat up, I don't know, some of the, uh, you know, the complimentary guys like Palat, Kalorn, Johnson. I mean, know, I, two of them or yeah. something. Let, I think those guys are gone. I think I guys think. like Johnson are all but gone. Yeah. I think, I, listen, I, I, I brought this up to Daniel before we started recording that Minnesota needs a center and Tyler Johnson's available. I think you said he's not their second line set. I mean, he'd be Minnesota's because Minnesota isn't good. But yeah, I don't see why not. I, I think like it, Tyler Johnson, so I I think it'd be a, a it'd be a good move oh, bringing Tyler sake. Johnson in if they if they need if they need a center. Um, what else am I what am I missing here? Anything else about the trade or what Minnesota should do? Yes, go ahead. Another move of I don't understand what Minnesota is trying to build. There. Okay. Um, another puzzling move in uh you know this era of Jared Splurgeon extensions and the uh, Matt Zuccarello signing. This is another one like another one of those types of moves. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't add up to what we all thought they were doing. Like in they got rebuilding. they signed Jonas Brodin. Like all right, great. What are they do yeah. next? And like okay, we're gonna get Marcus Johansson. Yeah, doesn't uh, doesn't make a whole whole lot of sense. Um, for to me, there's a couple. We're making one big move, what? and then we're gonna make a really puzzling next move. <laughs> is Paul Fenton? Um, is he Bill Guerin? Are they connected at one point? Is that how it works? Because it's what it seems like. No, but like I told you guys before, I think I think Bill Guerin's been hitting the bar with. Uh, with GM Jim Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I have an idea. Move, I have an idea. You're gonna take our take this money, and we're gonna give you a seven. You're gonna give us a seventh round pick. Okay, that's the move here. That's what that's what happened. Listen, and and the connection is confirmed. Does this mean Jack Johnson is going to Minnesota? God, I hope not. That would be the nightmare for Minnesota. I don't understand. Like, weren't they one of the teams that were cutting salaries? Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a little embarrassing? Yeah. And they took back Nick Bustead in that and, trade. And they took on more money, Nick Bustead. They took on money in Marcus Johansson. Yeah, but they needed Mr. Minnesota. 
big guy. Listen, I, and they talked about. I don't know if you guys listen, guys listened to the last SDP Steve Steve Dangle podcast. Um, you got like if I'm the teams and I'm spending all this money, if and then I look at the guy the the people whose salaries were cut. Like I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like you're spending millions of dollars that you can't afford. I don't know. I just seem yeah. a little embarrassed. I don't know. Just I don't understand Minnesota. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, there's a couple signings or future signings. Uh, we t- well, Daniel and I talked about it last episode, and then literally after the episode was uploaded, the contract was signed. Joel Edmondson, uh, four years. Three and a half million dollars. I brought told everyone what I thought. I don't necessarily think this is the best deal. Um, what do you guys think? It was in that range. Like I said, three point three, but people are talking about four million. And then Alex, what did you say? I less said, than three million. I said I'd pay him less than three million, considering their situation. And then it was right in the middle, three point five. Uh, Mike. I think it's an interesting deal. I just don't know where the hell it came from. <laughs> I mean, Montreal's made some moves lately. Um, first with uh, Jake the Snake, and now with uh, with Mister Joel Edmondson. So, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder what what they're trying to contend next year for sure. Well, my, what I read and I and Adam confirmed it when I texted him. So the way he explained it is Sherratt is going to play with Weber and Edmondson is going to play with Petrie. And then I guess Romanov and whoever is going to be their third pair. But to me, it's nothing against Joel Edmondson. It's just we hype, we, when we talked about on the podcast, we talked about getting a big name left-handed defenseman. We talked about Shane Gosterspear, and I know Shane Gosterspear has had an interesting season, obviously getting scratched at some point, and now Philly's looking at trading him and JVR. But, like, to go out and get Joel Edmondson, I don't know if that was the guy I expected them to get. I still think it's a good deal. I just don't like the contract, because if Romanov progresses like everyone's been saying he's going to progress, you're going to have 3.25 million on your third pair. And I don't know if, and I get they have cap, but they have to resign Gallagher. They have to decide what they're going to do with Tatar and Petrie. They're eventually going to have to sign Kotkin, Yemi and Suzuki. So all the cap that you have now is going to end up being eaten up by all these players. So, to have three point two five on your on on your third pair as soon as like maybe two years, I don't necessarily think that's smart. No. Mike? I don't know. <laughs> Mike, you look like you have something to say. I kinda know. I I kinda missed what you were saying because I cut out a bit. Oh. Um, no, all I said was, I think you have you have all this cap now, and it makes sense to maybe spend that money now. But next year, you have Gallagher, you have Tatar, you have Petrie, who are, and Deneau, who are going to be up. 
You have to decide what you're going to do there. You have Romanov, who's coming next year. And everyone's praising this guy that he's going to be a top four guy soon. So let's say in two years, that's halfway through Edmonton's contract. You're also going to have less money with however much you pay right. Mr. Mister Max. Right. And you're going to have to re-sign Kotkaniemi too. You're going to have to re-sign Nick Suzuki. Jesus, are you a Habs fan now? You seem to know absolutely everything. <laughs> no, I just, We're for Adam. I just yeah. know everything about hockey. No, you don't. You know what I mean? With the Habs, clearly, though. What are you trying to say? I know, I know way too much about the Habs because. I know, it's, I know it's horrible that I'm a Sense fan, but it's terrible if you become a. Go from I'm a not a Habs fan. I just fan. know. I talk to Adam a lot, okay? I'm yeah. not sure. Alka's, I but you're giving off some serious Habs vibes. No. Alka, it's best I'm to just say to one, loyal to one team. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to hear that from you too, Mr. Rangers Leafs and Mr. Ducks and Leafs. Okay, let's calm down here, guys. Um, yeah, you're right. They have a lot. Like they're ne- like basically they're not out of the woods after this one year. Like yeah, you got some RFA's to sign. I think the most important thing that they need to sign is definitely Charles Hudon. He's the most important player on that team right now. <laughs> Sorry, Max Domi. But then like, yeah. how much money are you going to give Victor Mete? Like. Mm. That's a really tough much. one to gauge. Two point one. No, I even think, like I, I was talking to Adam, and I go, "Listen, like we have Travis Dermott, you have Victor Mete. I think they're going to get comparable contracts. Like they're both guys who we expect to be top four guys right now, but really haven't proven it that much. Yeah. So I think we'll see at at that point. I don't know if Mike's frozen or not. I can't tell." I think he is. There um, you go. Okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, anything else about the only thing is Travis Dermott can score goals. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, is there anything else about the deal that you wanted to go over? I like Joel as a guy, but not for the cap hit. Yeah, I think the term's gonna. Yeah, I'd probably grab a beer with him. I'd grab a beer with with most players. He does his job. Oh, just, not, I don't know for Brandon that cap Press, hit. Though. Maybe not, not Brandon, Brandon Press. Press. No, not Brandon Press. Or, um, we so you know uh, what the hell? Why? What's wrong with my English today? Um, Alex Ovechkin's contract is coming up soon, and you know we know his relationship with Nick Backstrom. We could see a deal that goes that they both end on the same year. Apparently, the Capitals have offered Ovi a contract extension from three to five years worth around $9.5 to $10 million a year. But a source, this is from Russian Machine Never Breaks, a source close to the Capitals tells RMNB that Ovechkin may seek around $12 million per so dumb. season. In this climate, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think if Ovi's a leader... Like I understand the guy is, has a family, and the guy is also up there, if not, yes, the greatest goal scorer of all time. But, dude, like, do you, if you're a leader, you don't want to ruin your team for years. Like, that's literally ruining your team. Like, you're just ending it, your team. Especially in a flat cap. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily like, think it makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, I like. No, there's it more than what he's done. Sorry, say that again. You but still, like, you, you cut out for a second. Ask there's a no player. In the, there's no player in the world that deserves 
it more than Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. By any means, that guy has done so much for, for, uh, for, for the team. Yeah. Yeah. But to go from 9.5 to 12. Ooh. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough number. Especially like Adam, because we talked about it in, in our group chat and Adam's like, well, he deserves it. He deserves it. Yeah. He deserves it. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to get it though. Like he can ask for it. I just don't think Washington is going to give it, give it to him. I mean, I don't necessarily think Washington's going to let him walk. I don't think that's going to be the case. But flat cap, lost revenue. I did these things just don't add up to him asking for twelve million dollars. Yeah, I think you'll come join the Sens army. Stop it, you and he's, the Sens army. He's not. He's not you one and of the, the ten. <laughs> you and the ten other fans. Okay. He's not one of the free agents going to the Vegas Golden Knights. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, they need a sniper. That guy seems yeah. like a pretty good sniper. He likes to party. Stone, Carlson, and get on one line. I would love that. I would absolutely love it. Um, anything else about Alex Ovechkin? Uh, if he takes that deal, then I think the window's closed for the Capitals. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. They're done. They have eight million dollars right now, like to spend, and they got to bring back. Uh, Whatchamacallit, they got to bring – they don't have that much to deal with this summer. Like, no. Well, they're letting Braden Holtby walk. So. They're letting Holtby walk. So that's more money for for what you're going to do with your most important Russian RFA and, or Russian free agent and Ilya Kovalchuk. What do you mean? He's going back to <laughs> Montreal. Getting oh, $6 million a year for three years. And then you also got like Brennan Dillon. Radko Gudis is gone and apparently going to Leafs. Jonas Siegenthaler. Who knows what happens to that guy, but – Ovechkin's the big question, and yeah. uh, it's gonna be interesting. Daniel, yeah, I don't know. I already kind of felt that like they were kind of on the brink already of things kind of blowing up. But I know that they have a lot of these core guys that they want to kind of keep together. You know, maybe do a few more runs at it with Ovechkin. But man, for twelve million a year, um, I thought he'd take like a player discount to, you know, kind of surround himself with the talent to, you know, go for it every year. Right, right. Maybe well, it's a bluff. We don't we'll know. See, it could be. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, on that point. Now we have to get to the most important free agent, um, King City's very own Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> oh boy, I have a lot to say about this. Um, so let's just let me start with uh, some of the things that uh, Dreger tweeted out and uh, Jeremy Rutherford just to just to put it out there, and and then we'll get to it. Uh, like two days ago now, uh, Dreger tweeted out sources say contract talks between the Blues and and Petrangelo have broken off. The team has advised Petrangelo to pursue unrestricted free agency. Uh, he then retweeted that. Just spoke with Petrangelo, who says contract talks haven't gone the way both sides were hoping. And unless something changes, it's in the best interests for both to see what the market looks like on October 9th, which is free agency. Um, now, this, I think, is the most is the craziest tweet uh, to me. Uh, this is from Jeremy Rutherford of the Athletic St. Louis. The Blues' current offer is $7.7 7 million AAV. Now, that uh, – off off quote here. 
that seems to have changed. Apparently, it's around eight million, closer to eight million now. Uh, but Petrangelo has been asked to accept the AAV without knowing the structure of the deal. That's weird. <laughs> that is one of the craziest things I have ever heard. Don't do it, Alex. Petrangelo. Yeah, not me. <laughs> not not Alex. Not, not. <laughs> Mike, if you're not wa- sorry, if you're not watching the YouTube, you should. But Mike is shaking his head. So, Mike, what what do you think about this whole Ox Petrangelo situation? I used to really like the Blues, but I've lost a lot of respect for that organization with the way they're handling their captain. It's just, it's not right. It's just like you guys sewered him when you brought in Falk. And who else did they pick up? Marco Scandella. Marco Scandella, too. Like, what the hell? You guys have five million to work with. Yeah. And. Keep in mind, you guys also have to sell, sign Vinny Dunn. And then next year, you have a lot of RFAs next year that you can let walk, which I understand. Like Schwartz, not Schwartz, but like Bozak and, 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 uh, yeah. But like, why the hell would you do this? You guys did it to yourself. You guys are a joke. Ever since you lost the cup, Gloria has not been playing anymore because you guys are just a joke. How do you do that to your captain? Alex Petrangelo deserves... Listen, from an inside source that I know that I will remain unnamed, he's an ex-coach of mine that, that is friends with Petrangelo. He was okay with with originally the, the, the dollar figure that they were presenting him last year when they, when they were first talking extension talks. Yeah. But then they brought in friggin' Justin Falk. Why? See, I don't have an issue with them bringing in Justin Falk. I have an issue with them bringing Justin Falk and then signing him to an extension immediately. I have that too, exactly. Because because of that, that's why Petro was like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I want my money. And let's, let's think about it like this. The combined salary of Scandella and and Justin Falk is $10 million around that. That yeah. pays for Alex Petrangelo and you have some extra cash. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Like this team, like they're sewering their captain and it's just, it's pathetic. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's messy. I, I don't like how this team is doing it. it yeah. It's, it's very odd that this is the path that they've decided to take with their captain who funny enough there was a trade offer for we all like after the after the fact we all heard about it they and then he led them to the Stanley Cup final won the cup and now you bring in Falk you I, you bring in Scandella and then sign him to an extension and what? Nothing. And not now you now you don't have a captain and you lost for sure your best defenseman and probably honestly the best player on your team. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to the leaves. He's not going Is to he? the leaves. He's going to the avalanche. God, <laughs> no, he's going to Boston. 
Oh, if he did that. He was going to torture Alex because he's going to go to Boston. But let, let's talk about it a little bit because I feel like we haven't talked about where Alex Petrangelo might go because we've been sh- so sure that he's going back to St. Louis. Now, he could sign in St. Louis. Like, it doesn't seem like that is complete, completely yeah, off the, the table. But the only, the only way you see that happening is if they make a lot of moves to start it off. And I don't think he's going to accept the below market value. Like, I think no. if it, he's going to push – the guy's got tri- closer to nine million. The guy's got triplets. He wants he he wants the money, like the like he's and you know like I told you, free agency and like you guys know free agency period is an overpayment period. Yeah, it it seems like and after all this came out, I'm gonna pull up pull up the quote now. It seems like he does want to stay in St. Louis. So like I'll read you this quote. This is from. Uh, Jeremy Rutherford, he had an exclusive with Alex Petrangelo. Uh, you spend your whole career somewhere, and to go through this, the reality kind of hits that there's a chance you're going to be wearing a different, to be wearing a different jersey one day. It's kind of a tough pill to swallow when you have your heart somewhere. And that quote to me, it just feels like he wants to say, stay in St. Louis. And I don't know. Okay, JT wanted to stay on Long Island. No, he didn't. I don't think he wanted to stay in. Lo- Clearly, he didn't want to stay in Long Island, though. I don't know. Like, yeah, he's not. Listen, I, I, I'm not going to make the argument he's coming to the Leafs. I think there are teams who will who will make calls and pay more than what the Leafs are willing to offer. Uh, like the Calgary Flames. I think that's one team that's going to be in on. I think they're in the mix as well. Alex Petrangelo. I made the argument. Listen, Philly is looking to move off of uh, Shane Gostaspear. And James Van Reems, like, and that's hefty amount of money right there. I don't necessarily think they come away with seven million dollars off the books for JVR. I think no one that no one in their right mind takes that full deal. But they'll free up some money and maybe bring in Alex Petrangelo. Um, are there any other teams that come to mind? Vegas. Yeah, I was thinking that. what we <laughs> talked about before, right? Like Dreger. Dreger said that hey, Vegas is going to be in on Petrangelo. I just like think, Steve Dangle said. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, like Steve Dangle said, Alex Petrangelo is going to be an unreal goal tonight. I know, but I, I just think there's so they have a lot a of joke. work That's to do. That's a joke. That's a joke. I don't think he's going to Vegas, but I think honestly, if he goes to Colorado, that'd be the most insane thing. But yeah. I like, I think um, Colorado would be kind of screwing the pooch on that one. Even though, like, they have a lot of cap space, they have a lot of free agents to sign. Yeah, I, and I next year, And then the next year, Landis Cog's up. Um, Kale McCarr is up. Yeah. So they have a lot of free agents to sign this summer. <laughs> and then Kale McCarr, is, he's eligible for his extension whenever. So that's why, like <laughs> – like I don't see him going to 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 because then like I Colorado has done this well, and they have twenty two million dollars in cap space. Yeah, Why are you going to handcuff yourself? Like you're literally handcuffing yourself. I mean, there is those weird rumors that Taylor Hall would take a one year deal to go to Colorado. I I don't necessarily think that 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 would happen. And the same goes with Petrangelo. I just don't think. It makes. I don't think it makes financial sense 
for the Avalanche to sign him to a long-term deal without having to move out other pieces. Daniel? Yeah, I kind of agree with that too. That, you know, in the in the uh, immediate, it might look really good. Yeah. Like, you know, once again, puts them above, you know, they they could be contenders again. And what I kind of see is that, but that's going to really hurt them down the road kind of thing. Like, especially if like you see like how Bowen Byron's going to develop. Um, we've talked about like Alex Newhook, yeah. Martin Kaut, how these guys are going to look. Um, Listen, it's okay because Nathan McKinnon's going to take a pay cut, whatever that's the true. hell that yeah. means. He has a Tim Hornens money already. He doesn't need a huge contract from the Avs. Okay. Uh, is, is there any teams, Daniel, that you think would uh, will be in the mix for Alex Petrangelo? I think it just depends on if what he wants now. He's just, if he wants to win right away, like I really don't see. I don't know. I don't see him going to Calgary. To be I honest, so. I don't think so. Like I don't think they have their stuff together. <laughs> To uh, for him to come into that system and say I'm gonna commit to this long term, right? Um, Mike, give me the reason why he's gonna sign with the Ottawa Senators. Because they're a hungry, up and coming team, yeah. and uh, you know need some mentors for for players like uh, Chabot and uh, and Brandstrom. I have a take- crazy idea. Yep. Don't let and Mark Boriecki walk. There's your mentor. You have $39 million to work with. You can bring in. Okay. I, I think you can bring him in. I th- I you think, think Eugene would spend that money? On and Alex I like, Petrangelo? we'll give you $4 million a year, Alex. The thing is, if Eugene were to sign him, he would literally pull the same thing where, hey, we'll sign you. We'll just, we won't give you the structure. We won't tell you the structure of the deal. <laughs> Sign this napkin. They sent they sent Eric Carlson a deal just to be nice, like that. That's what happened. They said we need to we need to publicly look good, even though everyone's gonna find out that you sent him some BS offer. Whatever. What did uh, you guys not, think of my video that I sent you guys yesterday of the CTC? Oh, it was beautiful in the middle of nowhere. In all her glory. In all her glory, it it looked like uh, it was parking lot looked pretty empty, so it looked like there was a regular yeah. season game going on, or a conference final. Looks the same both times. So same it same stuff. It doesn't look any different. Um, before we move on to the um, the playoffs, obviously, since the last time we recorded, the New York Islanders are now eliminated from the playoffs. Uh, they lost in. How many games? Six? six? Six games, sorry. Six games to the Tampa Bay Lightning, who are now in the uh, Stanley Cup final. What what happens to the New York Islanders? They got a couple of big RFAs to sign in. Who uh, cares? Matt Barzal. Well, uh, I think I think Adam put this in the document. So, Or Daniel, <laughs> did you? Uh, I think it was Adam. Okay. Uh, uh, he wants to know how much Matthew Barzal gets paid. Matthew Barzal. Um He's looking at nine. Will Lou do that? No, Lou would not do that. So that's the funny part because Lou's Lou's gonna retire soon. He's gonna retire soon. That's a joke, man. That's a joke. How soon? How soon? It's a joke. When is he coming back to the Leafs? I'm just curious. Yeah, he's gonna take over again. Oh, because he's gonna be gone. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a riot, and. And Lou and Mark are gonna be 
co-GMs. And he's gonna bring uh he's gonna bring Komarov and, and Martin back. Oh, thank God. That's what this team needs. Three million dollars of Leo Komarov. NHL All Star. Leo Komarov, yes. He was an all star because the team was a joke. Never forget. Cap with a capital J. <laughs> Big joke. Um but I don't even want to know how bad your depression was back then. I was 15. I understand, okay? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they have just under $9 million in cap space. Yeah, and but you also got to sign Ryan Pollock, yeah. Matthew Basel. Yeah, Derek so, Bouchard, you probably let walk even so though. They have $0 yeah. in cap space. Yeah, they have literally no friggin' money at all. <laughs> but, hey, but Lou Lamarello is GM of the year, okay? Okay? Like, let's let's remember... Who GM of the year is because Mike, did you know Steve Simmons? I'm not Steve, Kyle Dubas had no GM of the year award votes in the last two years. Did you know that? I really hope Steve Simmons steps on Lego. <laughs> <laughs> did you know how important of a fact that was at the time that we found out? Yeah, if you didn't know that, then you kind of you're just now you're more knowledgeable. You if, if yeah, like, what are you doing? To- and you don't know that. If you're if you're listening to this episode and have just found out Kyle Dubas had no votes in the last two years, you've now become more knowledgeable in the religion of Mark Hunter ass kissing. Okay, <laughs> um, that's it. Um, but seriously, like you got to move on. Like you have some money tied up, and maybe guys that you don't really want money tied up in. Um, in Johnny Boychuk, who's making six million dollars. Okay, I'm not moving on from Johnny Boychuk, though. I'm not. He's making Mike. He's making six million dollars. Yeah, and that guy deserves every penny after he took a skate to the face. Almost lost his eye. Okay, fine. Here's the other options we have. Uh, you can get rid of Cal Clutterbuck at three and a half. Leo Komarov at three. Get rid of him. Casey Sezikis at three point three five. Guy's a murderer. Mo- no, I'm kidding. I feel bad for that story, actually. But, um, like someone uh, or multiple people have to go. Yeah, yeah, they're in a they're in a pending cap crunch, and if I'm them, I'm honestly, yeah, Boychuk is probably the best uh, best piece to move. But it's just, I don't know, like the I don't know what Lou's gonna do this summer because I, I've yet to see. Well, obviously, free agency hasn't started um, to make some moves, but I mean, they're not gonna let them go to free agency. They're not because the moment the clock strikes midnight on, well, I guess October, what is it? October 6th now? October 9th. The minute the clock strikes midnight, these players can officially sign millions more dollars, which is what's going to happen with Bart. You're laughing. I want to hear what's your joke. I have a very good joke. What offer sheet is Mark Bergevin going to offer Matthew Barzell? Oh, my God. One million or two million less than market value. What a joke. I've been saving that one like all episode. Not even going to lie. Um, I Yeah, like they have to move off from someone. And you're right. They cannot let these guys get to October 9th because someone will offer a sheet them. Like it'd be stupid of them not to. I think the league is starting to move to that again now because yeah. I feel like, yes, that was an unwritten rule before. But I think after that was – blatantly disregarded by Mark Bershman last year. I don't think it's an unwritten rule, man. 
Like, I, I understand why people would hate you for it, why LGMs would hate you for it, but it's part of the game. They're doing their job. Yeah. It's a rule. Holgrim did it. Shea Weber, I remember that. I'm, su- I'm surprised. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly. What's his yeah. name? What's the GM's name in Ca- Carolina? Don Sweeney. I thought oh, Don that's Sweeney. Boston. That's Boston. I'm literally. What the hell's his name? When I, I hear it, Ron, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Ron Francis. Like no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, whoever's the GM in Carolina traded with Mark Bergevin. I thought they. I had, knew it. Uh, it's Don Waddell. Don. I thought. I thought they didn't like each other because Mark Bergevin offer sheeted, or have they decided to become like professional and do their jobs know. properly? Yeah, and which one is it? Just training only exclusively oh. together now. I remember okay, Brian Burke okay. held it over Greg McTavish after the Oilers took Dustin yeah, Penner. Yeah. I, I remember that. And he I think he's, he, still, he still mentions that now, I think. He, like yeah, he was, he was going to fight him in a bar or whatever. Yeah. Or like <laughs> he was going to fight him in a parking lot, actually. Oh, parking lot. Parking lot. I was, I was dying when I heard that story. That, that, was, that, was, a, that was a very good story. Um, so they have their work cut out for them. That's, I think, what we got, we got to. Yes. Um. Okay, let's move on to the Stanley Cup final. Isn't it exciting that we finally got here? Yeah. Like, it's October, and there's a Stanley Cup final. Who when I first came been? on the show with you guys, we were talking about uh, predictions for the round-robin series or for the play-in series, and now look at us. Now we're talking about the Stanley Cup finals. I, I, I honestly, I don't think anyone thought this was going to happen back in March, I think. I didn't. I thought it was done. Like, I mean, we over. had... I mean, we got into multiple arguments on the show about whether they should do a bubble or not. I remember that was... That was Our uh, Columbus-Pittsburgh uh, uh, arguments of those should be the cities. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, what... I mean, game one was last night. Tampa lost 4-1. What the hell happened? Pat Maroon shot a friggin' puck in the bench. That an idiot. <laughs> I heard about that. I... Um, God damn it, Pat Maroon. Penny's, a- Penny's brother has become a snoted sniper. <laughs> I love that we're now calling her, him Penny's brother. Um, yeah, yeah, like what? What do you think? What do you think happens in Game Two? Uh, Tampa comes back and smokes them. Yeah, it's like they adjust again, like how they always have against these like teams that try to clamp on them defensively. Or try to pick their shots. Yeah, I don't know. Adam put something in the document. It's like walking upstairs, all these defensive teams. First Columbus, uh, then the next level would be New York. And now they're facing off da- against Dallas that has a similar style in terms of defense, but can actually score. Do you think the the they have the advantage? Who do you think has the advantage going into this series? Is it Tampa, who's faced off against similar teams and have seemed to take in the edge, or Dallas, who plays in the conference that literally is that style? It's Tampa. By far, I think it's Tampa. Why is that? Because they have one of the most complete rosters in the NHL. I don't know. I mean, that might, that might be a good start. No, yeah, but we no one expected no one expected Dallas to get to this point. Starting literally from round one against Calgary. This is a bit of a modified answer, but what I kind of feel is going in, Dallas has a chip on their shoulder as giant killers. 
but right. I think in the long term, that's going to be exhausted against what Mike said, that Tampa is such a complete team that the depth is going to get to them. Will they beat the legend, Anton Hudobin? Yes. I think so. Mike? Dallas, I mean, Hudobin better, better be ready to say, we are going home. Because they're going to go home. <laughs> are they going home with the cup? No, they're not. Tampa is. Okay. Otherwise, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. It's a colossal embarrassment. Hey, let's spend two first-round picks on Bark- Barclay Goudreau and Blake Coleman. That's and true. Just, but you know what? At least they didn't get swept like in the first round last year. To the yeah, very, that, was, that was embarrassing. That was pathetic. But still, like, come on. This is, you've been, this is your window now. This is like it's yeah. gonna only start to close once you start losing at core because of uh, because of your money issues. That's just the way sports work. Yeah, maybe you should have a luxury cap. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, be a, yeah. You know what? When 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 the NHL recognizes that you know everything, then you can get out there and you. Did can... the, oh, the NHLs recognize that you know everything. No, but that's because oh. I don't want to run the league like you apparently want to. <laughs> I never said I want to run the league. <laughs> oh, really, oh, mister? Saying, oh, really, mister? Calling it now. This is Alex's feature. What did my, I miss what Mike said. Mr. Mr. Actually, no. I, I want to hear what Daniel has to say about calling it now. Let's hear it. Calling it what? You, you're just saying calling it now. And oh, calling you, it now. Alex is going to be a commissioner in the future. Yeah, yeah. Because Alex, Alex, Mr. I know everything about hockey. Alexander is 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 going to introduce a luxury tax. And there's not going to be any lockouts with him. On top of that, Olympic participation, of course. The salary cap, like, a hundred and fifty million. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying. Dollars. All I'm saying is, I think Ottawa Senators benefit- gone. Not no no. <laughs> I remember when Ottawa had a team. <laughs> all I'm saying is, I think it's beneficial for both sides to have a, a luxury. A luxury tax. The description okay. for this video should be we're discussing Alex's future plans, his future NHL commissioner. <laughs> I know Gary Bettman's not going to do it. I just think it'd be a really good idea for the league, okay? That's it. That's all I'm mm. saying. Um, what does what does the series end in? So we both, we all, I think we all agreed that's going to be Tampa. But uh, Adam here says Tampa in six. What do you guys think? Six. 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 Okay, I guess I'll go six. Can someone? Ex- I will be so. I, I will. I. I will. I will tweet out what I always tweet out when what? things don't work out, and I've been tweeting it out a lot. What have you been tweeting out? Pain. Pain. Yeah. Pain. Huh? <laughs> Did Brett. you tweet? See, I. I don't think you just tweeted out pain when the Leafs lost. So I think there was a little more to that one. No, I was. Just, I was. I went on an angry tirade when the Leafs lost. Listen, I'm thinking back on it. I kind of feel bad about all the nasty tweets I sent out, but I don't. I don't feel bad. I don't. It's not as, it's not as funny as Tree's video, though. <laughs> you lost? It's 45 minutes of utter pain. What's wrong with you? Oh. Can, can one of you or both of you tell me why the hell there is a back-to-back in the Stanley Cup final? I find that yeah. very weird. <laughs> Like, Keep it I get, interesting. I, I get you want to get out of the bubble as soon as possible, but an extra day is going to kill you. Really? It's for the draft. Yeah. I guess. I just. I don't know. I put. A, I put the tweet out, and Will Baldwin responded to me, 
say something about not wanting to compete with Sunday Sunday night football. I I, I can understand that. And, you know, and I, yeah, that's I understand true. that. But how about this? Just give them an extra day off instead. Like I get I get Sportsnet and NBC probably said, hey hey, we want Saturday. We want we we want multiple Saturday games in the Stanley Cup final. Okay, reasonable. Give them the extra day off instead of having the back to back. I I just I get you've had it in in all the other series, but I just don't see why it's necessary in the final. I don't think it's necessary in the final either, but you know, Alex. Unfortunately, you're not commissioner yet. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, write these down so you remember when. Okay, uh, let me get you know, a pen in, in a paper. the future. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not. In case of another yet. pandemic, uh, you know what to do in the final. Don't even joke about it. I'm Daniel. not joking. Please, <laughs> please. We've gone through enough. I know we have. Another sports cancellation. <laughs> okay. Do any do you guys have anything to say about uh, the the series with the Stars and the Tampa Bay Lightning? Minor, my, minor road bump for the Lightning. Road bump. Yes, they'll get back on that horse. <laughs> I just I don't want Dallas to win. I'm sorry. I just I just don't like. Why? I don't I don't know. They're just I hate their green pea parking logo. <laughs> So it's not how they play because a lot of people. Have- oh, and I can't bear to think that Tyler Sagan could win another one after the Phillies. Stop it! <laughs> you're on. You're on a. Um, you're you're killing me. Your destiny you're killing said. me here. You're killing me here with the the leaf throwbacks. Daniel, keep Daniel. When you're not on, Daniel sometimes throws John Ferguson Jr. That's just me. This is not Mike. Daniel, I'm gonna kick you out of the call. JFR, no JFR, no JFR. (laughs) Well, the thing is, he was in the news when we were talking about stuff because apparently, like allegedly, the Coyotes and the Panthers wanted to uh, interview him. (laughs) I remember that. And Alex is like, no, don't have him back in the league. No, no, go ahead. If if it's Arizona, that's fine. (laughs) Become an even bigger joke. (laughs) (laughs) There's no draft picks to trade. You pick. You pick your two. Pick your two. Pick your poison. Chirelli or J J J F J. With which team? Arizona. Uh, J F J. Peter Chirelli. I mean. I, I, yeah, maybe Peter Shirelli because they don't have like any like I mean other than Clayton Keller they don't have any big name prospects to trade. Trades Clayton Keller for like uh, <laughs> Clayton Keller for Max Pacioretty. I said it here first. <laughs> no, no, no. It, they they'll trade Phil Kessel for and hear me out. Two first round picks. Nico here. Stop. Oh. It. Yeah, but that means that means uh, Tom Fitzgerald has to make a dumb move. It's New Jersey. <laughs> oh my God, you in New Jersey? Okay, back to the we we got sidetracked. Yeah. Um, why? So, do you have an because a lot of people seem to have an issue with how um, Dallas plays in that they they play that defensive style. I, I think they're more offensive than the Islanders because they a lot of people have been comparing the two teams. I think Dallas plays a better or more entertaining game than the Islanders do. I think is they have the talent that uh, uh are you saying the Islanders don't have the talent? 
Is that what I, you're saying? I think they have guys that fit the system if and they get paid to be in that system. If you're listening and you're a Lou Lamarillo fan, hop in Daniel's DMs and tell him he's wrong. Okay? No. He has the team. I was a fan of Lou a long time ago. Yeah. When Before I was a young he man. Signed, he tried signing Ilya Kovalchuk. For <laughs> 17 okay? years. Um, anything else before we end the episode? No. I Ottawa Sanders is going to be a good contender in a matter of years. Who? The Ottawa Sanders is going to be a contender in a matter of years. Oh, okay. Sure. Especially when they pick up Peter Angelo. Is that the is that the text that one of the 10 fans sent you in your Ottawa Sanders group chat? Your WhatsApp group? Yeah, basically, I'm I'm actually part of a. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I'm actually a part of the season, season ticket holder now because they're so cheap. Oh, the hundred dollars you have to pay for uh, the entire season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I remember checking. They're like twenty bucks to go see them against the Leafs. Oh no, no, no. last year. I'll give you a good story. Actually, I came okay. here to this very apartment that I yeah. that I just moved into down this condo, and. Uh, uh, I came here for Panda game last year in October. So, like, first week of October, I came to visit here. Lo and behold, a year later, I moved here. Funny how life works. But uh, so I came here to stay with my buddy and his ex-roommate. And uh, we were trying to figure out what to do on Saturday night. And we're like, hey, let's go to a Sens game. Their home opener. Oh, God. Lower bowl seats. Fifteen dollars. Stop it! Whoa! Stop <laughs> it! That's dirt cheap. Who are they playing? In their home opener? Let's see. Yeah. Sends home opener twenty. That's that's depressing. I'm saying it's the Sabers. I don't know. I have a feeling. I don't know why. Uh, it was the Rangers. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's that is that's so dirt cheap. cheap. I'm trying to think what the price of the of a Leafs ticket would be. Lower bowl, three hundred and fifty dollars. At least, at least. No, no, that's not lower bowl. That's nosebleeds. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of course. That's God, like that's Colorado altitude nosebleeds. That's the that's embarrassing. Maybe don't there's have your more, arena in the. It's more expensive for us to figure out how to bus there for the game and back. See, it's impossible <sighs> to get there. I I've, I've been. Oh my god. Whatever. Um, hey, that is G. basically like the Etobicoke, Mississauga yeah. area of uh, yeah. of um, of Ottawa. Ottawa. Eugene, West Ottawa. Get, get the get us get a stadium in the city, okay? Well, flats. Too bad. Well, you can can, get a new owner. Um, anything else before we go? No, no, we're all good. Okay, Daniel, you know what to do. All right, listeners. Uh, this was a good episode. Thanks again, Mike, for having us on, for having uh, no. uh, with us today. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a pleasure to host you. Guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you again for coming on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so one on two podcast. Yeah, as always, um, please check us out on Spotify on Voicedead. Thank you again for giving us that platform. Um, if you haven't already, uh, check us out on YouTube. Any way you can, please subscribe. If you like didn't like something please give us a review if you didn't like something please let us know we'll They're actually address said, it don't don't bring mike back that loser <laughs> that's what the two-star review was no that's not negotiable um but other than that um we all know who it was yeah uh we don't know 
But yeah, uh, we'll <laughs> hope you enjoyed this content. Um, we will see you soon. Um, also, best wishes to Adam as he yeah. continues to recover from jaw surgery. He will be back soon. His personality is still there in the text, but not just in words right now. But that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a good. One. Okay, see you guys.